Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jingle Bells, Boxing Day, Off Menu Podcast. Hello. Very good, Ed. Hello. Hello, James. Uh, welcome to the Off Menu Podcast Christmas special on oh. the most Christmassy of days, Boxing, boxing day. day. Doesn't get more Christmassy than Boxing Day. It is the peak of Christmas. Quick explanation of the podcast. Have we got new seasonal listeners, James? We're going to be asking our guests their favourite ever starter, main course, side, drink and dessert. And today's guest is Nish Kumar. Nish Kumar is here for the Christmas special. He's Very a, exciting. And he's a special boy. He's special in our hearts. He's our friend. And so who better to have on the special than our special friend, Nish? Uh, now, every week uh, on the Off Many podcast, we have a secret ingredient. Yes. If the, if the guest says the secret ingredient, we will kick them out of the magical restaurant. And the secret ingredient for the Christmas special is... Gold. It's gold. So will Nish put gold in any it. of his meals? Whenever you see on a fancy cooking show yeah. and some newbie upstart puts some gold flake or something on a dessert or something like that, and you know it tastes of nothing and it's such a waste of gold, it's so stupid that they're doing it, I'm sick of it, I want it out. And obviously it's Christmas Eve because of gold, frankincense and myrrh. That's yeah. why we've included it in this. Uh, and I, I'm going to put it out there. I think it's unlikely that Nish will put gold on any of his dream courses. I've not seen him eating gold much. No. And, uh, you know, he knows that it doesn't go with his brand to come on this and go, yeah, yeah I want to eat loads of gold on my yeah, Christmas I want, dinner. I want so. a bit of gold on my blood diamonds. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's Nish laughing in the background. He's supposed to be keeping quiet. Um, Sorry! <laughs> also, on this episode, it bears saying that Nish is going to be choosing his favourite Christmas meal. Yes. Because it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Uh, now, if you've not subscribed to this, bloody subscribe to it and leave it a review. But now, let's crack on with the main meaty topics of, of the Nish podcast. Kumar. Of the Nish Kumar on the podcast. Bon appétit. Oh, Nish Kumar. Oh, oh. Green giant. Is that what you were doing? Yeah. All, yeah. all of that. Merry Green. Christmas. Merry Nishmas. What was that? Me, oh. me appearing. Was that Christmassy? You appearing suddenly? Yeah, I'm a genie. Why are you? What a Christmas genie! Yeah, Christmas genie. That's why I'm covered in tinsel right now. I'm glad I've got Nish here now because me and Nish will very much occupy the same brain space on this. I can just take a break and let Nish have a go at you for deciding to be a genie. Let alone a Christmas genie, which is not a thing. Also, I've, I've very much added Christmas genie to try and rationalise what he could possibly be right. doing. Yeah. No, he's a genie waiter in this podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Fair genie enough. waiter in this podcast, and now I'm a Christmas genie waiter. <laughs> what makes you a Christmas genie? I'm covered in tinsel. I've got a Santa hat on. Yeah. And I came out of a stocking. <laughs> came out of a stocking. Someone yeah. rubbed a stocking and you came yeah, out. Yeah, so I rubbed a stocking and I came out of it. <laughs> doesn't happen when I rub a stocking. Oh, well, yeah? <laughs> very blue. Wait, early doors. Very blue early doors. Hey, uh, come on. Can I just ask, do you have the stocking over your dick? Is that what you're implying? No, that has to be... Oh. Sorry, they're having a fucking Christmas party outside. <laughs> Mum and Dad have arrived for Christmas? <laughs> oh, no, they've caught me rubbing a stocking. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. Oh, I was oh, trying to fuck it. I was trying to push the presents in deeper. I was wearing the stocking because I was imagining my leg was a lady's leg. <laughs> um, thank you for coming on the podcast, Nish. Welcome, no problem, Welcome guys. to uh, the, the Christmas restaurant. Ah, oh, the lovely Christmas restaurant. It's a magical restaurant. That's why I'm a genie, Nish. TGI Christmas. Yes. 
TGI Christmas, is that what we're calling it? Yeah, you can call it whatever you like. You TGI Christmas. You can, thank God that it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's his birthday. Yeah, well, not God's birthday. Oh, I don't understand your monotheistic nonsense. Uh, I'll explain it to you quickly. Uh, as a genie, I'm very uh, learned in the ways of Christianity, because <laughs> genies are a Christian thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, your understanding of Aladdin is very interesting to me. John, yeah, the, yeah. John the Baptist was a genie, wasn't John he? Baptist he was a genie. Was a genie. Yeah. Yeah. John, the, John the Genie Baptist. <laughs> he used to be called John the Genie. And then he started baptising people. I wanted to be called John the Baptist. Yeah. Oh. And was like, okay, but it kind of doesn't, it kind of glosses over the whole fact that you're a genie though. It's like, yeah, I know, but I, really, I feel like baptising is my main thing now. It's my yeah. true calling. And yeah. if anyone writes a book about this sort of time yeah. period, can they leave out the genie stuff? Don't say I'm a genie. In the I'm, trying to, I'm trying to leave all that behind me. Okay, well, I'll try and put it in the subtext though. I think people need to, hopefully people will pick up on it because you are a genie. Um, so yeah, Jesus' birthday, Nish. It is Jesus' birthday. And God, God doesn't have a birthday. But they're technically the same person. Sure. Them, Are they? Them and the Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, yeah. It's all one. Why is do that you true? not know anything about Christianity? Well, I do, but I, th- I, was, I think I've always was always taught that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit were the same, but then other people have told me different, that Jesus is literally God's son. Listen, lads, yeah. what you want to do is get a whole bunch of gods. Some I of them know, blue, right? some yeah. of them have weapons. Yeah. It's a blue lot like more fun. Ed. Not blue like Ed. Blue um, like literally they're blue. There's not a... Oh, there's like not, there's not a saucy Hindu god. <laughs> yeah. There's not a Hindu god who's like, ooh-er. Anybody so heard that, that was a shame. What did you say? You said not blue like Ed, literally blue. And I said, like me, because I'm a genie. Oh, for <laughs> <okay>. sake. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's not a blue like. No, no, there isn't like Hindu god. There's no like, like carry on Hinduism. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Look, yeah. I think it's all great. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I actually Look. don't have a problem with any of it. Yeah, yeah, I have a problem with any of it. We're going back and saying that. <laughs> Look, and this is the Christmas special, but you know. We should probably call it the season, the seasonal special. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't call it that because if we call it that, then all the right wingers will start moaning. We're well, not allowed to say Christmas anymore. You can't even say Christmas. Well, they can. I'm just choosing not to. I think if yeah, you're yeah. trying to not upset the right wingers, you may have invited the wrong guest on. For your <laughs> I haven't done any research into this, but I think we're in. The, I think we're fine. Yeah. I think we're on safe yeah. ground. I think yeah. we're in the clear. Anyway, welcome to the Christmas special. <laughs> this holiest of holy Merry Christmas, white Mr. Christian Robinson. festivals. <laughs> uh, um, good fun. Uh, may I take your coat? Sure. In the restaurant. Uh, hang it up where, in, in my special genie. Yeah, cloak, do I get a tag? Ring. Yeah, you get a little tag here. Thank you very much. There you go. Memorise that. It's not a number, it's a symbol. Oh, and he's got to memorise it for some reason yeah, memorise yeah. it because we, oh, yeah. it's not on the tag well it's... most people accidentally eat the tag at some point during the evening so I just suggest that they memorise it it's two it. fish jumping out of a bro- box of frosties yeah yeah that's, that's your no one else has that we've got, we've got a lot of coats back there so we really started to run out of symbols <laughs> yeah we really triangle went years ago this yeah. is why a yeah. lot of people op- op- opt for sort of numbers yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of numbers, in fairness. Yeah, numbers sure. go on for, forever, which is what Ed brought up with our initial meeting starting this restaurant. Yeah. But I said to him, so do symbols, and he had no comeback for that. Yeah. And I, now I'm having to remember two fish jumping out of a box of Frosties. Still, yeah. you remembered it. You just said it again. It happened literally a minute ago. It's ingrained in your mind. <laughs> if I hadn't been able to remember that, it would have suggested some seasonal brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, hopefully... Uh, will not <laughs> anyway no. I look, my favourite bit of banter is when it dies <laughs> when I realise I can't say something um, first of all yeah. we should ask Nish if he's a foodie but I think we know that we know that already but the listeners I mean it, yeah. if we do a podcast about stuff that we know then the podcast is over now yeah, yeah. that's true do It'd you just think be if it's just what we know about Nish we, don't, we, don't, yeah. we only ask Nish stuff that we don't know about him yeah. then this podcast is at a high risk of uh Disappearing up its own backside, given that at various points you, we have all lived together. Yes, sure. Including one point where we all did live together. Yeah, yeah. For one month when I had a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> James uh, lived on our sofa bed um, for a month. Yeah, was a wonderful house guest. It was. He was a wonderful house guest. I mean, the first night was one of the bleakest things I've ever seen. When you ate a whole Domino's pizza. Yeah, and Ed ate a whole tub of ice cream. Uh, no, I think no. Uh, the thing is, Ed I was having my, one of, of my nights in by myself, which 
uh, I used to look forward to. I'd, I'd make a steak. Uh, I'd get a bottle of wine. I'd watch a film. I'd sit up at the table properly and watch a film. No one else was in. You were out, I believe, Nish, at a gig. Yeah. And then get a little knock on the door, and it's a little orphan boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Christmassy, actually. It felt quite Christmassy. It was yeah. snowing outside. Little Jimmy Acaster. Little Jimmy Acaster is his crutches, <laughs> on his crutches, and he was shivering. He said, please, Mr. Ed. Got myself a broken heart. <laughs> I've already ordered a Domino's to this address. <laughs> Please let me in. And I, and I, I have a warm heart, and I let him in from the cold to come and warm his hands on my heart. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, I believe you had the Domino's. You maybe had some ice cream as well. Yeah, I, I believe both. I had to go to the shop at some point and buy myself another bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, you needed it to. Yeah, get through the night, get through all the heartbreak I was talking about. This is how tender James was uh, within the breakup. Is I was watching a film, uh, The Raid. I was watching, mm. and James came over and I, I paused it, and he sat down. And we were chatting, and then he looked around at the screen. And he was like, "Oh, me and my girlfriend went to see that." Film. Oh yeah. <laughs> We went to see the raid, and she was like, "It's not gonna be violent, is it?" And I said, "I don't think it is." <laughs> it was really violent. Oh, it's one of the most violent films. I've so ever violent, yeah, yeah, yeah. and violent, violent in a new way. The plot there's is no, violent. Yeah. So, there's no pause between. It's violence yeah. from wall to wall. Yeah. Um, so we have all lived together. So we've got to we've got to bear that in mind for the listener that they may not get some of our more sophisticated in jokes. So mm. I am a foodie. Yes. Yes. Um, as we know. I'm, yes. I come from a f- food family. My, I, this is a thing I don't think, I don't know if either of you know. My grandfather used to run restaurants. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. This My is brilliant. My grandfather used to run uh, curry houses in Leicester. When wow. he was an accountant for, uh, when he first moved here from Kenya. And then he, but his dream was to own, uh, open restaurants. And so he, probably when he was about, I mean, I, I was about to say when he was much older on reflection, if I really think about it, probably when he was the age I am now, yeah. he uh, quit his job and opened an Indian restaurant. What was it called? That's so cool. I, I, it's one of two. I can, I can never remember the order. He had the one called the Raj and one called the Taj. And oh, then yeah. and he ran those. He, he moved from one to the other. And then he ran a greasy spoon. That was his last job before he retired. He had a, he really? A, he bought a cafe in Leicester. And like it was a proper... like Called the Garage. He was called the garage. Fully, yeah, fully was, assimilated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, it's full assimilation. When yeah. you said they were called the Raj and Taj, all, my first thought was um, Rod and Todd Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> Raj and Taj Flanders. <laughs> um, well, that's amazing. So that's you've got great. you know family, family history and food. Yeah, it's very much in my it's very much in my blood, and like it's one of those things that I think if pushed, my cousin and I and my uncle have always idly talked about. The idea of opening a restaurant as being oh, a sort of weird right. family dream. To what kind of restaurant would it be? Probably Indian food. Mm. Probably. Um, but which is getting difficult now because the quality of Indian food, we've always had good Indian food mm-hmm. in yeah. Britain, but at the minute there's lots of really good stuff and also there's quite a wide variety of Indian food available. Yeah, more but fusion stuff as well. More fusion now. stuff. Um, high so, end, really high-end, like fine dining stuff Which as well. was always was always the thing that they could never get right. Like mm. high-end, the good Indian restaurants were always uh, the sort of authentic ones. So they're a little bit yeah. sort of down and dirty and usually in areas where there were large sort of population centres for the Asian community. In the last couple of years, there's a couple of restaurants in London, Jim Carner and Trishna, that have really nailed yeah. high-end. High-end Indian food used to basically be tasteless Indian food. Like right, it was just right. tasteless Indian food in a nice bowl, yeah. and it was like the, the food was always garbage. Right. But now, high now they've got high end Indian food as well. So I think it would be it would be a, a challenge. But yeah, I, I mean that would be a sort of idle dream of mine. What would you name it? Well, probably I mean Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, <laughs> I would call it Nicki Minaj. <laughs> well, Raj Taj, and then you need Naj and Maj. Yeah, I yeah, mean, weird. Yeah. Annoyingly, when you did Maud Flanders you, and with Arge, it would turn into Marge, which is like, <laughs> yeah. The yeah, I call it the Marge. Due to my love of the Simpsons and Indian food, I yeah. call it the, the Raj, the Taj, and the Marge. <laughs> M A J, M A J, lovely. The Raj in Kettering is one of my favourite Indian restaurants. I love it so much. Hometown. I think everyone's got the 
their local hometown yeah. curry house that they just love. Yeah. And and you take other people there being like, I've got to take you to it. And then yeah, they yeah. just sit there going, this is the same as most places I've been to. Yeah. Because it means more to you. Yeah, exactly. You, it's where you yeah, yeah, yeah. discovered all these dishes and grew up. Where I grew up in, in Rains Park, uh, the delivery we got was from the house of spice yeah i always get it from the house of spice absolutely delicious and i thought well it's the house of spice that's a name for a restaurant isn't it it's like oh, the house of spice is a good name and then i went to eat there once and it's called the house of spice because it's literally a house so it's just it's a residential road and in the middle of these houses is an indian restaurant called the house of spice <laughs> Brilliant. I didn't know that restaurant. you could just put a restaurant in the middle of a residential road. Well, but the first time, not maybe, the, one of the first times I spent an extended period of time in Mumbai, my cousin took me to a restaurant that he said was a restaurant. When we arrived there, it was just a shack uh, out the back of the Taj in Mumbai, which is the sort of famous all-night hotel. And it's called Badimiyas. And it was this bloke who used to work in a restaurant, and he was the chef. And the owner of the building was basically like paying him at quite a low wage. And he was like, look, everyone's coming here for my food. I want more money. And the owner was like, no, they love the building. <laughs> so sling your hook. So he, in one of the greatest pieces of trolling, before it was even called that, moved next door, bought a little shack. It's not even, it's not, there's no seating. It's a shack. And he has two dishes and he cooks food on the dishes and it became the hottest restaurant in Mumbai. Amazing. Wow. And people eat off there. So when we went, we we pulled up my cousin's car and this bloke came over and popped the uh, the bonnet and put a Coke bottle down. And f- so it was a flat surface and we ate off of that like it was a dining table. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. That's so and cool. the food is insane. Yeah. It is absolutely I mean, it's insane. got to be if they're making you eat off your bonnet. Yeah. It, like, you've got to bring like, your A-game. And also there's this thing where like, I think it's probably, it's because it's been around, it doesn't have quite the same, like, it's the food is still amazing. Mm. But like when it first opened, there would be all these like Bollywood stars. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. And sat on like picnic furniture in the street. Yeah, and it, yeah. they just, they, they just, it became so popular. They just like shut the street. You can't just, you just can't get cars down there now. Oh, wow, but the last so time cool. I was there, there was a dispute going on in an art gallery and the two people were like, liked his food. That was pretty much the only thing they could agree on. So while the dispute was happening, he basically used the the abandoned art gallery and they put a load of tables in there and everybody was eating and we were all being served there. The food is ridiculous. First of all, Nish, uh, can I get you still or sparkling water? Still water, please. Why? Because uh, I, I, I don't feel the need to enhance the taste of water with the sensation of burps. Right, you very burpy? Yeah, I, Again, I I'm, I'm asking a question that I know the answer to. <laughs> I don't know why I've, I'm trying to act like I don't know the answer to this. I'm very burpy uptown and downtown. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, I've never really That's the name of your Christmas single. Do you yeah. want to promote it now? Yeah, burpy uptown and downtown. I'm very burpy brackets uptown and downtown. Yeah. Sparkling water surely wouldn't cause downtown burpees. Uh, it might do, but really? I, just, I find the taste of it really pointless. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I like, enjoy like, a glass like of water. Wonka. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do I not need it in heart. The only time I have sparkling water is when there's a tap that dispenses it, because I still regard that as low-level witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 would, I don't like sparkling water, but when there's a sparkling water tap, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm that the same with really the cool. ice cubes out the fridge door. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Even wouldn't, on a cold day. Yeah, wouldn't normally. Yeah, it's just straight in, straight <laughs> into that. I still have not nailed getting ice cubes out the fridge door without getting them on the floor. <laughs> I've not done it once. Every time I try and get ice cubes out the fridge door, I get ice cubes on the floor. Well, you've not nailed getting water out of the jug on this table because we arrived this morning and you went to pour yourself a glass of water and got genuinely got quite a lot of water in the plug. Yeah. <laughs> Little tip for everyone. If there is a four-way adapter on a table surface and you need to um, use a jug you've never used before, don't put the glass just directly next to the four-way adapter <laughs> and basically pour water directly yeah. into the plug sockets. <laughs> Um, also, Nish, uh, pop it on bread, Nish! Pop it on bread! What do you think I'm gonna say? I don't know. Pop it mate. Yes, Pop-a-doms. please. I'm not an animal. Because yeah. I, I do love uh, a bread. By the course. way, Nish, I feel like I should point out we ask this to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's always that choice. And do yeah. you ask it with that ferocity? Yes, yes. Right, fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like a bread course, especially when it they... Did, it did the ferocity it was asked that to you did sound like some sort of immigration yeah, test. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You say it quickly and then they'll say their first thought and if they say poppadoms, they're out. They're out, yeah. <laughs> some, some new post-Brexit carb-based yeah. immigration policy. <laughs> I go poppadoms just because I do like bread and I especially like the bread when they get the vinegar in the middle of the oil which I again is the sort of oh, thing that yeah. I'm like I love that's a touch that I absolutely oh, love is that witchcraft well, to you as well the way the, yeah, the, way that the vinegar gets, separates from it, the oil could, yeah could and it also look, it looks me, like a ghost it looks like the uh, <laughs> let me tell you something <laughs> it looks like a um, what is it the end of Fantastic Beasts when he turns into that monster I don't know well, I don't know you should have a more popular franchise in the show I don't think Ed's seen Fantastic I see Beasts the first one. and I lost interest in it. Yeah, so yeah. We're, I'm not well, sure either. Yeah. It's not a great touchstone for your balsamic um, Fair enough, imagery. But tweet in the show. Let us know what that monster is in Fantastic Beasts. Can I also strongly re- uh, recommend uh, Tomato Balsamic? Oh. Uh, um, my girlfriend bought a bottle of it from a farmer's market where she was there on just general sort white of lady white business. lady business <laughs> she was she was there on just some sort of white ladies convention at a farmer's market sure and she got some tomato balsamic and it is delicious very nice really Fantastic. good stuff well you can um, have that you can well, have that I just, with your the, poppadoms the problem is that yeah. I go too hard on the bread and I find if I go too hard on the poppadoms it doesn't affect me as much yeah okay uh, is I, there anywhere where you have had the best poppadoms you've ever had um my, I feel like this is going to be the answer to a lot of questions, but my gran used to make them, my gran used to make them, she doesn't make them anymore, largely because my mum was like, these are so unhealthy, you cannot continue feeding them. But it's like, it's, there's two different types. So the ones that you get in lots of Indian restaurants are like the, uh, are the flat, thin ones. The big discos. The big discos. Yeah. And then there's the other ones which are like f- uh, filled with air pockets. And they're right, more yeah. like puris than the yeah. kind of flat ones. My grandma used to, when we were kids, used to fry about 20 of them and then just put them on a plate in the middle of the room and just leave them there. And it was just, we would just constantly, and they would be dripping with grease. And they, as you, as they get fried, they fill up with pockets of air. So it's like, it's really, it's fluffy and crispy. Amazing. Yeah, it's delicious. Absolutely delicious. We'll get you a plate of those. Brings us on to the starter niche. What yeah. would you like to start? So one of the things that I really associate. So this is the this is going to be my first quite rogue choice. Yeah, for uh, Christmas. For Christmas. Yeah. One of the things I really associate Christmas with is going to Leicester. Uh, when mm. I was a kid, my grandparents lived in Leicester, and there used to be there was a pub called the Owl and the Pussycat round the corner from where my grandparents' house was, and there must have been. I don't know why they did this on reflection. It must be some sort of like a tax dodge, but they used to have a sh- like little shack out the back of the Alan Pussycat where this uh, Pakistani bloke used to cook kebabs, and we used to go there and eat his kebabs, and that was like the start of our Christmas holiday. Uh-huh. It's like eating those kebabs. You've eaten at a lot of shacks out the back of places. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> He's a shackster. I'm a shack man. <laughs> I'm, Shaqu- I'm Shaquille no, O'Neal. Be, be, be yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, and um, yeah, the sheet kebabs, like the long, thin ones. Right, and what the what meat? What what, what what what? Lamb. You see, having some lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was special about them? Why were they the best ones? You you associated it with Christmas? Yeah, or? I associated with my family. I think more than anything else. I think it's eating at Christmas time is one of the few times where I don't eat in restaurants. Right, yeah. <laughs> like Christmas is one of the only times. So it's like... It's I, a time for family. It's a time for shacks. It's a time for... Yeah. yeah it's a time for shack-based family trees. <laughs> you have any sauce on this? Yeah, there's uh, tomato and uh, mint chutney. Oh, sounds really good. It's making me so hungry. Really I delicious. love a good chutney. Really delicious. Chutney is one of those... I, I did not like chutney as a kid, uh, mainly because the first chutney I had had raisins in it. Right. Mm. And I, I was like that with coleslaw for a bit as well. Had, had, anything with raisins is in it and it shouldn't be, I don't know, I don't like it. I don't, rogue, I don't raisins. like raisins in coleslaw. Yeah. Raisins, in, raisins in rice. Yeah, yeah. Really winds me up. <laughs> I didn't like the raisins in that chutney. So for eight yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't like chutney. Yeah. And oh, then this... you have a good tomato chutney. Yeah. Holy moly. 
Amazing. There's so many different types of chutney as well. Also, in the area of writing about food, the Salmon Rushdie novel Midnight's Children is obviously a great book on a number of different levels, but it's a great chutney book. A lot of that book, surprisingly, given it's one of the most critically acclaimed texts of the late 20th century, a lot of that book is about making chutney. (laughs) It does a really good uh, job. After he released that book, uh, there was a fatwa taken out (laughs) by the salsa industry. (laughs) That guy just can't get anything right. (laughs) Oh, no, no, salsa doesn't like me. Now big salsa's after me. I can't believe big salsa's on the hunt. I just wanted about chutney. I thought it was safe. (laughs) we have uh every christmas in my house we have a starter that um i've never met anyone who has this starter every christmas day it's um half an avocado with stones out and then this prawns and garlic mary rose kind of sauce very very traditional yeah not for christmas necessarily but very traditional like 70s yeah, is like it Bernie really? Bernie in dish. Yeah, so that's yeah. Like really? put, that's that's where the stone should be. You put that there. And that, some, I mean, that sounds paprika, delicious. Some paprika yeah. on the top. Oh, really? Every Christmas we have it. Yeah, and like for years, I didn't. See, you know, I wasn't seeing this anywhere else. Yeah, and then suddenly avocados came in again, and everyone was eating that kind of stuff. And yeah, you, and I've you never get, even like, heard of that. It sounds really good. Yeah, so so it's the sort like of thing the... you'd see in like like a seventies cookbook. The sort of stuff that fell out of favor but looks really delicious. Yeah. yeah. Like the sort of thing you would have in like a in a carvery or like that sort of British cooking. Right, where okay. You'd be like, oh avocados. How yeah. harsh. It's one of those Christmas things now that if my parents stopped doing it me and my brother and sister yeah. would kick get, off. Yeah, yeah really yeah, kick yeah. off. We'd be so angry about yeah. it. Where's our goddamn prawn avocados? Yeah, it's like why most people, if they're honest, have stockings way longer than they should. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, if it was the first year your parents go, well, we're too old for them now, we won't do them. You'd really kick off about it. It's the same with my grandma's Christmas ham. Go she on. does every year. Phenomenal, massive gammon with just the right amount of fat on it and honey yeah. glazed. And it's but it's like it's not honey glaze actually it's like brown it's like this brown sugar glaze and it tastes so good and then one year she was like oh well we're not coming down this year to see you for Christmas so you won't want a ham will you <laughs> I can bring that ham <laughs> better bring that goddamn ham grandma so, you're not so getting in the door in the end we managed to manipulate a situation where we could go and get a ham from them and bring it back so my mum's tried to do the ham in the past and we both agreed it just doesn't have the same magic touch so did your grandmother made the ham at well her I mean house? the pig I guess makes the ham initially. <laughs> Yeah. Credit, full credit to the pig. Yeah. Full credit, full credit to the pig. Respect yeah, yeah. to the pig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Respect to the pig. Or, or just moment. Point at the sky. Take a moment to remember the pig. Happy Boxing Day, everyone. Respect to the pig. <laughs> um, but did your nan make the ham at her house? Yeah, and then she you ma- collected it from her. She house. made she made it at her house. I believe. I think we just got her to come down slightly earlier in the year. Yeah. For something else, and we're like, come down. We'd love to see you. Clever. Or just send the ham. <laughs> what do you start with in your Christmas dinners? Because, listen, let's face it, Ed Gamble's mother, Anne Gamble. Great lady. Great lady. Yep. Also one of, the, one of the great roast makers. She's a great roast maker. Didn't know that. Excellent, Excellent, yeah. Excellent roast. But I think everyone considers their mother to be a great roast maker. Sure. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, mama makes good roast. So our Christmas days... Suspicious I always... silence from Nishko Mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Bina's listening to this, you're in so much trouble. Yeah. Bina doesn't really <laughs> sit there going, "Oh, okay, did, my roast." Did occasionally do a roast, but like Bina's forte is in Indian cooking. Yeah, she's got other strengths. She's 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 an absolute wizard. She's my, she's she's really perfected a outstanding uh, lamb curry that she's rocking a lot at the moment. I always want it. Every time Nish mentions something that his relatives cook, I'm like, yeah. "Please let yeah. me eat this, yeah. Nish." I've been trying to get myself an invite to Kerala for years. I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm hardly being set on it, dropping in. <laughs> you could just pop round there, James. I mean, without wishing to give away too much geographical location, you live alarmingly close to my parents now. That is true, actually. <laughs> yeah, you do live I'm sure they'd welcome you with open arms. Yeah. Anyway, we have ham in the, for breakfast on You have ham for breakfast? Yeah, so we have breakfast the ham, ham, fried eggs your, and your, toast. Your nan's oh, honey, honey yeah. So nan ham yeah, for na- breakfast. Nan ham for breakfast nan with breakfast. fried eggs and toast. Oh, great. Yeah. Delicious. Ham, Friday's toast. Normal, normal sort of Christmas dinner: turkey, all the trimmings. Right, but without a starter because you've had the ham for breakfast. Don't have a starter, mate. Although, actually, not true. So we'll have our Christmas dinner at about three, maybe at around two, one forty-five, two. We'll have little blinis with smoked salmon and cream cheese on them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and a couple of glasses of champagne, and then three o'clock, 
big sit down. Yeah. Christmas roast. That's what they're called, blinis. Blinis, oh, yeah. Little I misheard a thing recently. Someone came out of my house and they bought some of them and made some up. I texted her and said, thanks for the blimmies. <laughs> <laughs> just realised that. Thanks for the blimmies. Oh, I've only just realised I don't even get. She didn't even pull me up on it. Oh, no. Rude. Thanks for the oh, blimmies. B-L-I-M-M-I-E-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've gone two feet into that. Thanks for the blimmies. I'm really hard, hard M, not even a blimey. To be fair, if I brought blimmies to your house and then you said, texted me saying, thanks for the blimmies, I'd be like, that wacky James A. Yeah, people think I'm messing around, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the safety net. Thank God, people, your brand is weird. Yeah, yeah. It does mean that it covers a lot of your administrative yeah, but I, I genuinely thought they were blimmies until Ed just said, <laughs> oh, I just misheard it all night. <laughs> so we have uh, we have blimmies and smags. Christmas mama. blimmies. Yeah, Christmas blimmies. Little crimbo blimbo. <laughs> crimbo blimbo. So yeah, your you crimbo blimbos then <laughs> turkey and then Christmas pudding. Right, then okay. Full cheese plate in the evening. Ah! Right. What's happened? He knows I don't like cheese plates. Um... Oh, actually, I do like eating cheese and biscuits, but it's not in, case, in place of a dessert. And to be fair, you were having a Christmas pudding there, yeah, so I'll let that slide. Yeah, yeah thanks, He's mate. pushing my buttons and he knows it. <laughs> Early doors, it's only the start. I'm just pushing my buttons. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, your main niche, my main course. Okay. So the last few years, normally I'm in, I'm often in India for Christmas. Yeah. But when I'm here and I have a full whack Christmas dinner, my cousin normally makes Christmas dinner and he insists on making goose, right. which everyone was a bit da- down on from the beginning because you're like, let's have turkey. I'm here to tell you, I'm a goose convert. Yeah. Christmas goose. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. And so he does two big meat things. He does a goose and then he does that, I think it's a Nigella Lawson recipe, the Coke-soaked ham. Oh, yeah. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Those two, that's your double whammy yep. yeah. for your main course. And it is a Christmas, little Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, any secret with the goose? Does he do anything particular to it that's like... Uh, he cooks it for... I mean, I think the technical term is it? fucking ages. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ages. Like, it is in there for absolutely hours. Like, yeah. So I think it's I think it's something to do with whatever the low temperature. And, low and slow. Low and slow, yeah. yeah. But, but the coke ham, which is another thing when yeah. he said to me, I was like, this is absolute nonsense. Yeah. Yes. The coke ham is delicious. Well, that was a big thing. I remember when, when the coke ham... Started, yeah. yeah. Everyone talked about it. Everyone was like, "Have you heard this?" Is it a Nigella Lawson recipe? I think it's that... Lawson, or it, as it in she popularized like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think like it was like that's when everyone started talking about it, and it being this thing of like, yeah, because is it? But it's just sugar. It's just sugar still. So it's just branding. Put this out. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. very trendy. Right. Okay. But it's just. I just don't. I just don't well, want my grandmother listening to, to this. Yeah, and banging on about the coke ham. <laughs> the best is just the brown sugar glaze. Because that, so it must be. It's achieved. Presumably, it's achieving the same effect. It's an exactly easy way of achieving effect. the same effect. Yeah, but you can call it coke ham and be all trendy. Doesn't sound trendy, does it? No, coke ham sounds like the coke, coke ham. ham sounds like an unkind nickname for Piers Morgan. <laughs> I mean, going Mitch, back, going please, back to the this sim- is a food podcast. <laughs> can we please not make this about your agenda? <laughs> this, this rivalry has got to stop between you and Piers Morgan. <laughs> Calling him gammon. <laughs> it was, I mean, it, yeah, it's the sort of thing that I am instinctively against. And then Here's when Morgan. I take. <laughs> we know this. Yeah. <laughs> We're not on his side. <laughs> but as soon as you taste it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's fair, that is delicious. I've not had it, but I can imagine it works. Coke ham, goose, roast potatoes. Everyone pretends to eat the 
everyone pretend. <laughs> well, no, he makes Brussels sprouts, and he yeah. has this real thing where he's like, "Don't worry," because I because Brussels sprouts are like small hard farts, and he's like, "Oh no, not like you." The, the way I make them is delicious, and you're like, "Yeah, that is true." The way you make them is delicious. It's because he fries them with pancetta. But yeah. you're eating, you're eating pancetta. You're eating pancetta. Yeah. Yeah, you're sure. eating pancetta with an unpleasant aftertaste. Yeah, yeah, sure. Also, yeah. a little insight into Nisha's mind there that he does think of everything in terms of fat. Yeah. <laughs> How much is that going to make me fat? Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Brussels sprouts are, yeah, are disgusting unless they're fried in. The, the, yeah, yeah. It'd be much more popular if he had a big bowl of bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the the problem is you're also having the I mean what can only be described as weapons to bait the Jewish and Muslim community, which is the pigs in black, like the sausages wrapped in bacon. Yeah, pigs in black. Oh, them. You're having those on the side as well. Yeah. So I mean, already you've got three meats. I think if you whack a butt full bowl of bacon on there, it becomes unpalatable. Well, it's basically thing is, open to butchers he, at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he put bacon on the goose to cook it? So, no. So that's what. That's what Anne Gamble will do. Oh, that's Anne Gamble's cook, move. Cook the turkey for a long time with uh, strips of bacon on the top. Oh, does the bacon get to keep little, it moist? And it goes so crispy. And, and then, yes. like the last half an hour, she'll take off what is now essentially a hat of bacon yes. and put the turkey back in to brown the top a little bit. But what happens know, to that bacon? Well, that goes in Ed Gamble's mouth before we sat down. <laughs> you wear it as a hat. So, yeah, you wear it as and a you hat. Eat it while you're watching the Queen's speech. Yeah, I try to eat in my own hat. <laughs> Making bits it's off. It's like the bacon equivalent of the foam dome. Yeah. yeah. So that'll happen. I'll eat the blimmies. And then, uh, <laughs> and then while I'm waiting still, because I've had a glass of champagne, I'm feeling a little tipsy. Yeah. I'll, I'll be eating the bacon hat. And then, right. and then we'll sit down and then I'll eat a full meal. What do you drink of the full meal? Uh, red wine. Red wine. Christmas mm-hmm. red wine. And I'm into the, one of the, the thing I'm in charge of for Christmas yeah. is uh, is the cheese, yeah. sorry James, and the wine. <sighs> yes, I've seen your wine order at Christmas and it is positively Gallic. Well, quite often it's just me and my mum for Christmas and she doesn't really drink red wine. Right, so one so. would argue that sort of 16 bottles is too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been there when yeah. we're just celebrating me breaking up with someone. So, uh, <laughs> I've got to go to the shop for more. The birth of Christ. <laughs> 16 bottles. Yeah, I remember your wine order when we, we had a Christmas party a couple of years in a row when we, we lived did. together. And the wine order was impressive. Yeah. It was really impressive. Do you remember what my one job was for the Christmas party food? Oh, I don't remember what it was. It was uh, chopping the bread. <laughs> chopping the bread. And the fact he calls it chopping the bread yeah. will make you realise quite how good he was at that. I got taken off the task. Yeah. <laughs> chopping the bread. Chopping the bread. Chopping the bread, I, I, I had one job, got sacked. Yeah, one job that you didn't know the proper name of. <laughs> chopping the bread. Oh, I'm sorry. You're like My Bruce job Lee. was grating the yeast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, know your, bread. I don't know your technical terms. Chopping it like you know karate. Oh, so it's sliced. Oh, yeah. that expression is the best thing since chopped bread. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a good laugh. That was your I'm main a good job. Laugh. That, that was your was main job at the Christmas, Christmas party. party. Yeah. Yeah. But laugh. yeah, you go hard with the wine orders. It was oh, great. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, I think the worst thing in the world as a host is to run out of booze. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which we... Never, never was a did. problem. No, never a problem. Because <laughs> you can always just, yeah. when everyone's got home, you've still got booze for a few yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's the good thing. Um, the, the other night, I ordered myself a Thai um, delivery, and I realised I didn't have any beer or wine in the house. So I, just had, I had to eat it with a gin and tonic, which, let, <laughs> let me tell you, does not work. Very interesting use of the term had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had no choice but to make a gin and tonic and eat it with a Thai meal. Is stretching the meaning of had to to its yeah. absolute legitimate. Well, what limit. are my other options? Really backed into a corner there. What are my other options? Go to the shop yeah. or not drink. Some people would have tap water or something like with it. Yeah. Or like a, a drink that isn't. Yeah, some people would have tap water, I suppose, if they were living in Victorian times. <laughs> <laughs> They were a little mouse. <laughs> yes, that's a, a, he's thinking of the mice in Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are, yeah. <laughs> I knew you were. 
And then you thought about Victorian times, yeah. and your brain went back to Victorian times, and all you could remember was the film A Muppet's yeah. Christmas Carol, and the mice in the wall who sing No Cheeses for Us Mises. Yeah. That's you, No Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I absolutely love that. Every time we've had a conversation about Victorian England, in your head you're picturing Michael Caine and yeah. Kermit. <laughs> oh, yes, they were tough times, actually. Victorian times. So, uh, you have... Turkey with a bacon hat. Mm-hmm. What's your main course for Christmas? We've turkey? always had a different. Uh, it's a different meat. You change every it up year. every year. So we've had turkey, we've had goose, we've had guinea fowl, we've had beef, we've had ham. Christmas beef. Yeah, wow. we, we, we've done it all. So it's just it's been different every single year. I don't even know what we're having this year. I mean, I would. All, I should also give a shout out to my girlfriend's parents who are American and Canadian. Mm. And we, for Thanksgiving, the turkey on Thanksgiving is. Don't, Impressive. Don't even talk Absolutely. about Canadian pins giving your, your girlfriend's house. Okay? Why? You know why. Every year I want to get invited to this Thanksgiving party. <laughs> well, Every I, single year. But you, but you don't want to get invited for the right reasons. I do want to get invited for the right reasons. But is the but you want to get invited because um, Nish has to do a song, though, right? <laughs> that may or may not be part of it. <laughs> I want to see Nish sing a song. Is that so? Is that so bad? Yeah, but no. But you're not there for the spirit of Thanksgiving. You're there yeah, to you're laugh there at to your friend me. being earnest. You're, you're I'm there. giving thanks for Nish's singing. <laughs> it's funny. You're there to see me and my girlfriend sing a song. Yeah, I'm giving thanks for bullying. Jaw <laughs> <laughs> and taunting. I uh, want to I, go so much. I made a leftovers sandwich last year that I'm so proud of that I put a picture of it on the internet. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Holy. It's every leftover you can imagine, but we're going nice white bread, mm. uh, toasted on one side, the inside. The inside. Okay. So you get the experience of like a yeah, soft yeah, bread sandwich. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the toast. And the toast keeps, the toast this side keeps in the moisture. Right. I think I maybe want a bit of mayonnaise, right? Yeah. Um, stuffing, pigs in blankets, turkey, cranberry sauce. And then I did a moist maker. You did a moist maker like Ross Geller? He actually did a moist maker. I did a moist maker. Another slice of bread soaked in gravy. Soaked in gravy. In the middle and then... Same ingredients. I think I may have put some, maybe some Brussels sprouts. I definitely put parsnips and carrots in the next bit. More yeah. turkey, more stuffing, and then another half toasted piece on the top. How did it taste? Was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Well, uh, so the moist maker is actually good. I don't know oh, anyone fantastic. who's actually tried the moist maker. Oh, it's amazing. The moist maker for oh. anyone who is not listening but does not know is something that Ross Geller does in Friends. Gets him put on sabbatical. Yeah, yeah. because he gets really angry because someone eats his sandwich. But. I'm going to try it now because I always thought it's yeah. a funny little line in Friends oh, not no, a real works. thing imagine a, a gravy soaked slice of bread in the middle of a sandwich great yeah can I just draw attention to the behaviour of our friend Joe Williams uh, because we once went to a Friends themed Christmas party <laughs> I obviously went in costume uh, as alternate reality Chandler yeah <laughs> yep backwards baseball cap yeah shirt and t-shirt yeah and uh, she uh, decided to make one piece of food from the Friends Oeuvre. Yeah. Could have gone. Turkey sandwich with a moist maker. Yeah. Mm. Nah. The trifle. Beef trifle. Yes. <laughs> yes. She made, she made the beef trifle. Beef trifle. Yeah. And I, now I don't eat beef, so I didn't partake in it, but everyone else did confirm it tasted like feet. <laughs> We do a side dish. Yeah. Have you got one a prep for it's Christmas dinner? I roast guess you've, potatoes. You've already got a lot of side dishes mm. there. You've got to have roast potatoes with your Christmas dinner. Is this cooked by the same person? Yeah, yeah, at Christmas. Wait, does he I, make the best roasties? He makes excellent roasties. The roast, although the roast potatoes at American Canadian Thanksgiving at my girlfriend's house are also phenomenal. Oh, yeah? Really phenomenal. They give you enough energy to sing a little song. They give me enough energy to sing a little song. What did you, what did you sing this year? I didn't sing this year. I just played the guitar for my girlfriend to sing. James isn't sure. Imagine if that's the year you went and Nish didn't sing. (laughs) You'd be livid. The last two years I've just played the guitar. And uh, whose request? Uh, At mine. (laughs) (laughs) But you you wouldn't sing Dink's song together? Yeah, that's true. I'd like to have seen that. What song was it this year, though, that you played guitar for? It was the... It was a Simon and Garfunkel song. The was it? 125th Street... Oh, the 50... 54th Street. I've, yeah. I've forgotten the song. The Hey Lamp Post, What You Know. Hey Lamp Post, What You yeah, Know. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, you, oh uh, our producer, the great Benito, would like to know why you sing a song. Yeah, it's interesting that neither of you... Uh, I mean, this is the great Benito just doing his basic job. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. seeing three people who all know what the story is and trying desperately to open that out to the listeners. Sure. Uh, the, uh, they, have, they do party pieces uh, right. at American Canadian The open spot gig? No, not... <laughs> well, even hey, more of an in-joke <laughs> We try and make it less obscure. For, for, for the listener, when Tom we start- we- Tom Webb goes. <laughs> for, the, for the listener, when we started out in stand-up, uh, a comic called Tom Webb ran an open mic gig called Party Piece, and now he spends every Thanksgiving with Nish's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just in- introducing people. I cannot emphasise. It's nice to look in Ben's eyes and see the phrase. This is going to get cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they do party. I never piece- look at him because that, that, that phrase is there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they do party pieces at uh, American Canadian Thanksgiving, so you can do something, but it can't be uh, related to your job in any way. It just has to be. A well, you could do some comedy. Yeah. Oh which, yeah. Oh, I mean, no, oh, that really. <laughs> oh, because really? it's not related to your job. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just pointing out that probably wouldn't be. The, it'd be a bit of a buzzkill at Thanksgiving and yeah. get up and. Shout angrily about Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, people do. Uh, people sort of play games. Mm-hmm. People do readings, and um, I. The thing is, normal, if you let me go, yeah. and I'm invited, I can't just sit there and laugh at you. I have to do something as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like I'm, you know. But also, you know, if you invite James, you have to invite me as well. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. But I would, little, little, I would do a little. I'd do a little party piece. Listen, I can't just. I, I'm, not, I'm not in a position to just invite. Start inviting people to Thanksgiving. Well, then we'll have well, our own Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, like the pilgrims invited the Native Americans. Yeah, and how did that end for the Native Americans? But that's us, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're the ones being invited. Yeah. I'm happy to take that risk. I don't think you know enough about the history of Thanksgiving to be. That's because I've never been invited to Thanksgiving, Nish. <laughs> Maybe I know more about Thanksgiving. People have invited me to the parties. <laughs> But as it is, I'm having to wing it. <laughs> Why don't you ask my girlfriend? You do know her. I've asked her. What did she say? She ignores it. <laughs> she ignores it and she carries on doing whatever we're, we're doing. Whatever we're talking about. Just ignores it and moves on. She like knows I haven't what's said it. going on. Acts like I haven't even said it. <laughs> I'll come along and do some juggling. You can't juggle. I can. Well, no, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but I can, I can learn something. So roast potatoes on the side, do yeah. you know how they're cooked in in what in particular? Oh, my cousin does them in the goose fat. Yes. That's how that's how he gets yes. crunchy. Also, uh, um, my girlfriend's uh, mum makes very nice roast potatoes as well. Uh, and uh, it's been since revealed to me that uh, she uses Michael Caine's recipe. What? So he did an interview for a national newspaper where he revealed his perfect way of cooking roast potatoes. And a lot of people have taken that on as as how to cook them. <laughs> so it's to do with like I think also Delia has a similar way as well, but you you parboil and then shake really shake about so you make them really fluffy on the outside. Right. I think it's something to do with the surface area so more fat can cling on and they can be even crispier right. if there's like flakes coming off at the side and stuff. Mm. Right. And then cooking them in goose fat. Wow. You know, I'm paraphrasing Michael Caine there, but you know that's you're only supposed to cook the bloody taters. <laughs> that it was going so well. I was so on board with it as a premise, and I thought Nish is going to nail this. It's going to be like a little pun, like a semi pun at the end, that it's going to be perfect. But you went with you're only supposed to cook the bloody taters. <laughs> a drink for the gentleman. I will be drinking. A, uh, a glass of Malbec with my dinner. Up top. <laughs> there they are. Yeah. <laughs> the red wine boys. First time that's happened on the show. The boys. The Malbec brothers. Yeah, Here they come. The Malbeckums. <laughs> Victoria and David Malbeckum. <laughs> Posh and Malbec. There they are. <laughs> Posh and it works. Is that Posh? Yeah. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Posh and Malbec. Posh and Malbec. I love it. Um, And like on Christmas, there's often, I'll have a, you know, some sort of Prosecco thing. Before the meal? Before the meal, yeah. Yeah. Before the meal. But then, uh, yeah, red wine with the meal. And then uh, immediately after the meal is finished, quite a strong coffee to prevent me from immediately falling asleep. Yes. 
And I imagine that has other effects as well. Yeah, yeah, it clears the clears the system. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's quite a strong coffee, or as you call it, a swift dump. A swift dump. That's how you think of everything. <laughs> so, yeah, have a swift dump, please. A, a panic dash. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not want to fall asleep directly straight after Christmas dinner? I quite like no, it. No, because like we, normally, if I'm here, it's a sort of opportunity. My my sort of extended family is there, and mm. so. It feels slightly antisocial to... I mean, my cousin often goes and has a nap, but nobody really says anything to him because he's been doing all the cooking. Sure. But um, very often, you know, that's the time you want to be having some sweet chats. My granddad just goes to sleep straight after Christmas dinner, and to be fair, we were all very angry with him. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, me and my brother and sister would be like, Granddad, I'm going to sleep now. Oh, it's Christmas Day. <laughs> Sleeping through Christmas. And he would take ages to get ready in the morning, and that would make us furious. <laughs> We'd be waiting by the Christmas tree... All you want to do is open present, all you can think about. And he's having a goddamn shave. Like, what are you doing? Why are you shaving? Like, where do you think we're going? Clean for Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I uh, started my own Christmas tradition a couple of years ago of having a run before breakfast. Oh, Christmas day, which, which really you. Run, not a rum. Oh, I thought you said a rum. I go for a, a Christmas run. Rum. Christmas rum. Just wakes up and has a Which does not go spice. down well if people have to wait for their breakfast if yeah, I'm out having a run. Yeah, yeah. But it really sets me up for the day. I'm very hungry for the whole day if I go for a run. I'm very hungry day. for the whole day anyway. Yeah, very selfish. Yeah, going on the little selfish. Christmas run so that you're hungry all day. The only time I've ever slept after Christmas dinner is when I wasn't very well and my grandma said, oh, I've got these pills that really help if you've got quite a bad cold. They'll just help clear your head. Mm. She gave me a pill and it just it just knocked me out. And then, was so it a we, whole honey glazed ham? It was a whole yeah. honey glazed. So <clears throat> since then, we've had a running joke where we refer to her as a as a drug dealer. Drug <laughs> she does not enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> she would take that seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she, she does not, a drug not dealer. like it. There's also it just came out a handbag with no packaging. I mean. <laughs> She just gave it to you loose. It was loose. It was a loose pill. Yeah, my grandma roofied me. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nish, we come to the dessert, as you know, what I refer to as the king's meal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've never referred to it up yeah. until this point. As the king's meal. Well, it is. That's what I called it. Please say you're going to have cheese, Nish. Nish, uh, let me give you an advance warning. <laughs> if you say cheese for Christmas dessert, <clears throat> I will kill you on this podcast. <laughs> Everyone will hear that I will go to prison for it. I would, no, I don't have cheese. I don't have a cheese board after a Christmas dinner. But to be, but you're also going to hate this. Uh. The, what I have for Christmas dessert is what we all have, which is a grudging piece of Christmas cake. I do yeah. not like Christmas cake. <laughs> we, we have it every year. No one ever eats it. Yeah. We only have it so we can set fire to it. We yeah. only have it for oh, the fire pudding, bit at the beginning. Cake. Are you setting fire to the oh, cake sorry, or Christmas the pudding? pudding? Sorry, Christmas say, pudding. Would, you're setting fire to the cake. absolutely love it if your family misunderstood the tradition. <laughs> And set fire to Christmas cake every single year. <laughs> that would make my blimmies faux pas look very small Wait, in comparison. What is Christmas cake? Because I'm not sure I've ever had it. Okay, it's a cake. Yeah. But it's like de- very dense. Icing. doesn't yeah. have to be covered in... The one I have is not covered in marzipan and icing. Okay. Is this, is this your way of saying that you have Christmas square. cake? Dense, fruity cake. No, I wouldn't have that for pudding. It's too dense. Because I, I, Christmas pudding... Pudding is very dense as well, I but it's like round. Do you love it? I absolutely love I've it. I've come round to it in later years, you know. Yeah. As long as you've got brandy butter. Brandy butter and custard at the same time. That's what I have on it. But again, this is, I I believe custard to be the uh, pancetta to Christmas puddings, Brussels sprouts. I think whenever I've enjoyed Mm. uh, Christmas pudding, it's because it's been absolutely drowned in custard. And I think what I actually wanted was a big bowl of custard. I think we found the the first slogan for our merch on the front of the t-shirt. I believe custard to be the pancetta to... To Christmas puddings, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a catchy slogan. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on there. So, yeah. don't, don't have it then. This is a dream restaurant. You don't have to have Christmas pudding. So, what I would really love is a pudding that no longer exists. One year when I was here uh, and I'd been to my parents' house for Christmas, I then came back in to, back to central London. Mm-hmm. And uh, in between Christmas and New Year's, I had a peach cobbler at a place called Jackson and Rye. Yes. And they don't do it anymore. Yeah. And it was it's my favourite dessert, and I've stopped going to that restaurant. Yeah. I refuse to eat there <laughs> yeah. until they reintroduce the cobbler. It was a peach cobbler, and they used to have uh, 
vanilla custard with it. Yeah. And it was so goddamn delicious. Yep. I've and seen you eat that cobbler. Yeah. yeah. I've, I I've never seen you eat the cobbler. I absolutely love that cobbler. He loves it. I've seen you eat cobbler. that cobbler. He was so happy about it. He was talking about, you know when someone is on their way to a, a place to eat? Yeah. And um, instead of just like, they're so excited about what they're going to have yeah. that they can't just talk about normal everyday things. Like, yeah. All they can talk about is, is the, the cobbler. cobbler. Yeah. So all he was doing was walking through London talking yeah. about the cobbler <laughs> and, and how much he loves the cobbler. Yeah. Yeah. And then he sat down and ate it and there was, in no way was it an anticlimax for him. It was exactly, yeah. it was just as good as he always remembered it. Yeah. yeah. But the saddest day was when it, because it was close to refurbishment. Yeah. And then it opened again. And, no and then he was like, let's go. It's, yeah. It's back. Uh, I remember going in with you and they didn't have the cobbler anymore. And instead we just sat at a table and had some drinks and there was a table near us, I think, who were quite loud. Yeah. So like the whole vibe of the, of the yeah, place yeah, had changed yeah. and it was a sad day. It was a sad day. Did you ask them about the cobbler? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, but immediately. Yeah. They said, oh, we've changed the menu around. And I was like, well, why don't you change this menu to say, go fuck yourselves? <laughs> yeah. But it was, yeah, because like one year... That was after, a strong reaction. After, yeah. after so when you say you don't go there anymore, is it because you're bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed there. Yeah. And they started doing the cobbler again. I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's really good. But yeah, one Christmas, we, I was back. I'd come back from spending the time with my family between Christmas and New Year's. And New Year's Eve, we had dinner at Jackson and Rye before we went to some New Year's Eve parties and I ate the cobbler and I was like, this is the greatest New Year's ever. Yeah. I love the cobbler. It's dynamite cobbler. Dynamite. Um, what set it apart from other... Like, is there something that... Have you had, have you had other cobblers before? I've had a couple of other cobblers, but so not, in, cobbler not in America. I think this is the problem, is that I haven't had a cobbler in America. Cobbler's like a like sort of deep it, south dessert. Yeah, it's a very, like... like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very... American dessert. Yeah. But so I think I need to, I think it's, I've not had the real stuff. Cobbler is like, how would you describe it? It's, it's, well, it's, it's almost like, like a crumble, crumble, but with a different yeah. topping, it's, it's, right? It's less crumbly. Yeah. So imagine like a crumble that is just like that topping as like more of a rock face than a, yeah, yeah. Than yeah. a sandy beach. But it's like, it's, called, it's sort of like a soft cake. It's, it's uh, kind of somewhere between a cake pastry, and a crumble. A yeah. Cake, a yeah. cake pastry crumble. That's right, yeah. yeah. That's what yeah, it is, yeah. yeah and then yeah, the piece yeah, of fruit yeah. underneath it. Stewed fruit, like... Peach. Delicious peach. Delicious Absolutely peaches. amazing. And then the vanilla custard is the like... That's an example where it's like the equivalent of putting pancetta on... Just, uh, Brussels. Okay. Brussels. Oh, no, 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 because the, the, both the consider- yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like putting pancetta on bacon. It's like yeah. bacon fried pancetta. Yeah. Sure. It's delicious. That's the everything, back of the t-shirt. Everything yeah. is delicious. <laughs> it's like bacon fried pancetta. And custard then a custard of, on of peach some... cobbler is like bacon fried pancetta. Yeah. It's the most, it's, it's, everything is delicious. Made with real vanilla pods, the, the vanilla custard? I didn't ask. Is there black bits in it? Yes, there were black bits. Always got to use the real pods. Absolutely delicious. What a dessert. Oh man! Because I mean, it's it's a you know because it is good to have a Christmas dessert, but I Mm. Christmas pudding is like I cannot get on board with it. The thing is, it's too fun to not do, and so every year that we did it, my parents were like, my aunt and uncle were like, let's stop doing it, and then everyone's like, yeah, but at the beginning it's like, woo. (laughs) I mean, you could just set a plate on fire. I don't know, but there's something really satisfying about the way it like it's like, woo, it's on fire, but it's not on fire, woo. It is on fire. It is on fire, but it's not not in a bad way. You, you could do something. <laughs> right, you, 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 it's not. It, you replace it with a different. You could um, set fire to like an effigy of Piers Morgan. Yeah, Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> and all. Just eat that bundle all of sticks. Rejoice in it. It's pretty cruel, Nish, for your dessert. To you've described it so eloquently, and you've painted a real picture, and I can almost feel like I can taste it. But it's been discontinued. Discontinued. Well, now you know how my. Now you understand my pain. You've given everyone your curse of the peach cobbler. Yeah, exactly. And Jackson and I have not had the courtesy to put the recipe online. Some yep. places do that. Right. There's a place called uh, Honey Trap in New Zealand in Auckland and they did the best beef brisket sandwich uh, yeah, I've ever had I remember you telling me about this yeah. with this um, red cabbage coleslaw and these amazing pickles in them and then they stopped they all shut but then they put the recipe online Yeah. so me and my girlfriend at the time were able to have a go at properly making it on New Year's Eve and well I great. think Nish needs this peach cobbler so listeners I want you to tweet Jackson and Rye <laughs> yes Let's make this happen. Hashtag bring back the cobbler. 
Bring back the cobbler. But not the Adam Sandler film. No, oh, not the... Oh, no. okay. Uh, um, bring back Kumar's cobbler. Bring back bring Kumar's back cobbler. Kumar's cobbler. And petition to rename it Kumar's cobbler. Yeah. So bring it back and put it on the menu. They've got to name it Kumar's cobbler. We know We know you're listening out there and we know you like to get involved. Get Tweet yeah. Jackson and Rye. Jackson, the traditional way, and the traditional way, R-Y-E. Yes. Jackson and Rye, bring back Kumar's Cobbler. Bring Based in London, cobbler. Soho. Bring back Kumar's Cobbler. Bring back Kumar's Cobbler. The Twitter handle is at Jackson Rye. Tweet them, bring back the Peach Cobbler. Bring back Kumar's Cobbler. It's going to be really funny if, since I last went there and checked, which I did do periodically yeah. for a time, yeah. they've now brought back the Cobbler. Yeah. Yeah, but then you can still change the name. Yeah, change the name to Kumar's yeah. Cobbler. If, it, if it's back on the menu... Yeah, great, thank you. Make them change the name to Kumar's Cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. At um, Jackson Wright, uh, tag in at Off Menu Official as well. So that we would can be a Christmas miracle. get something going. A real Christmas miracle. Bring back Kumar's Cobbler. Um, also, I think before... At this point in the podcast, I'd normally read your order back to you, make sure you're okay with it. Yeah. But um, before we do, I think, because uh, it hasn't come up organically, but I think having you on this podcast... It would be uh, remiss of me not to let you uh, just vent about my Nando's order before we uh, before we finish. Oh God, the Nando's uh, order—it's it's food based, and Nish really hates my Nando's order. Your Nando's order, mm. this fucking state of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm not going to defend myself. I'm just going to let you go for it. Good Christ! Cheese and pineapple. Yep. Cheese and <laughs> pineapple. Yep. It is. Goddamn wrap. In a wrap, yep. Cheese and pineapple in a wrap. For me, getting a wrap at Nando's is unforgettable. Getting a wrap at Nando's can already go fuck itself. <laughs> yeah. What how are you gonna how are you gonna make it even worse Nando's order when you've already got fucking wrap? Oh, I don't know, I'll pop some goddamn lemon and herb chicken in there. No, not lemon and herb. Sometimes medium. Always medium. No. Sometimes no. hot. Sometimes it's lemon and herb if no. you have a gig after. If you have a gig no, no, after. No, that's not true. Medium always. Uh, if I've got a gig fine medium, medium, gig. medium chicken or as I like to call it whitey plus right <laughs> he's, he's got he's ordered whitey plus heat he's got he's put it in a fucking wrap crazy and then he's he's added oh do you know what let's put some cheese in there <laughs> Nando's is famous for its dairy products <laughs> that's already if you don't mind me saying an abomination against God and man yes. but then to put a the, the liltest of all the fruits. A trip, a trip to Hawaii. To put goddamn pineapple in your goddamn shitty wrap. For F me. The liltest of all the fruits. F me in the A. So you would like still water to start. <laughs> some Papa Doms made by your grandmother. Thank you. You would like uh, some lamb, lamb kebabs from uh, the... Alan the Pussycat. Alan the Pussycat. The shack out the back of the The shack out the back of the Alan um, you would like some goose cooked by your cousin yep. with the coke-soaked ham as well. Yep. Roast potatoes on the side. You would yep. like a glass of Malbec, yep. of Malbecs. And you would like the Jackson and Rye Kumar's Cobbler. Bring back Kumar's Cobbler. Bring back Kumar's Cobbler. That sounds like a delicious Christmas meal. It sounds fantastic. It was, I mean, it's, and it's like, it really, our family dynamic has changed a lot. Because when I was a kid, my grandmother used to make a turkey and a full pork curry right. for my dad and uncle. Because... They said it would, quotes block them up for a month <laughs> if they had to eat a full turkey. And so they, my grandmother would genuinely make them a pork curry. And they right. would, like, have one right. spoonful of turkey and be like, mmm, delicious. Anyway. <laughs> and, my gra- yeah, my gra- and my grandmother's Christmas pork curry was pretty impressive stuff. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Nish. Thank you very much, Nish. No problem. And Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to us all. Season's greetings. Season's greetings. Bring back home, as Ho, ho. That was Nish Kumar on the Off Menu podcast. What a delicious Christmas meal. What a delicious Christmas meal. What a lovely guest. It's a pleasure to have him here. And uh, I feel like we should plug his tour because he was such a nice Christmas boy. You talk about his tour that's called It's In Your Nature To Destroy Yourselves. I am. Well done, James. You, you didn't need to learn that before we started recording at all. Um, so that starts on the 25th of January. All around the UK. Do not miss it. Whoa, he's at the top of his game, this boy. But... Even more important than plugging his tour is to get Kumar's Cobbler back on the menu at Jackson and Rye. Hashtag bring back Kumar's Cobbler. Tweet 
at Jackson Rye. Do also tag in at, me- at Off Menu Official, which is our Twitter handle, because uh, it might get confusing. Feel free to also explain maybe what the tweet's regarding. So we'd like to see the peach cobbler back on the menu. Yes. Hashtag bring back Kumar's cobbler because otherwise it would be very confusing for the person who runs the Twitter account. Yeah, maybe you want to take, maybe you want to say, hey, we, we'd like to see that peach cobbler back on the menu and so would Nish Kumar. Yeah, do it. We're going to get that. We're going to get that goddamn cobbler back on the menu. Uh, for now, I'm also on tour at around the same time. I start at a similar time as Nish. Uh, so if you've got to buy one ticket, uh, Nish is very good. Uh, but edgamble.co.uk is where you can, uh, if you've got a bit of spare cash. Yep, I'm on tour next year. Uh, oh, I'm a nice boy. Yeah. Merry Christmas. James does his own PR. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Subscribe, write a nice review, uh, and we will see you in the new year for another Off Menu podcast. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.